2: Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 13, a part of the Rams Monthly Review Show. Uh, I've got three fantastic guests with me to talk about a pretty fantastic week at Derby. Um, We're not used to these. It's, It's a bit different to normal. You know, usually we come on here and we're talking about how we're struggling or we're an admin or we've got all sorts of problems this week. We've got loads of new signings, loads of players that have re-signed, loads of players on trial, as well as a, a friendly which look quite promising. So, to introduce the three lads we've got on today, uh, first of all, Tom Porter, you're right, Tom. Hey, Jake, how's it going? I'm Making my hat good. trick today. I'm quite excited. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you've you've been great every time you've been on so far. So let's let's keep it that way. Um, I appreciate that. Casey Mosley, how are you, mate?
3: Hello, I'm all good. All good.
2: That is good to hear. Good to hear. And finally, last but not least, Chris Redwood. How are you? Hello, mate. All good. I'm I'm doing very good. Thank you. And well, to kick it off, I was just thinking there, yeah, what could we kick off with? There's so many things to talk about. I think we go right to the start of the week um, where we we made a, a few, I'd say, decent signings, uh, bringing in Connor Hurahan, uh, David McGoldrick, and we've got... Um, oh, I forgot his name now, Roberts, Roberts, whatever his first name is. Hayden Roberts, that's the one. And we brought those players in. And I mean, four massive signings for us. They fill massive gaps. Um, we're going to start off with, you know, the big name signing, the one that got everyone's hearts racing a little bit. Conor Hurrihan, Tom, what What were you thinking when you saw Hurrihan's name pop
4: up on Derby's official Twitter? Uh, won't lie, a little bit of disbelief. I-, I thought someone had hacked the account. Um. I've seen a, a few years ago that somebody announced, I think, is it Connor Chaplin, the uh, the young striker from Portsmouth? And it had a lot of people convinced. And I was like, oh, maybe that's the same case here. But no, sure enough, uh, it popped up and very surprised. You know, obviously, uh, fresh takeover, um, making a signing of that calibre so early on um, mm. kind of gives that great statement of intent. Um, and likewise, the rest of like Twitter, well, mainly Twitter, that I saw the reactions from other fans within the league. They they were like, "How the hell have they done that?" So, yeah, fair play. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to see that name pop up and wear a Derby shirt.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm completely with you. And yeah, the the main thing about Huran signing was that it is a massive, massive signing, isn't it? It's it's one of those signings where you think if we were in the Championship, we'd have been happy with that. And it makes you even more surprised when you think about the fact that we currently have no recruitment team at all and that we ended up signing him just because Liam Resilio harassed him in a restaurant. So when you think of it like that, it's, you know, it's it's such a weird scenario, but to sign a player of that calibre is brilliant. And, you know, to move on to the next player, Casey, I'm going to come to you with this one. David McGoldrick from Sheffield United, he's had his injury problems. He... Scored, I think, eight or nine goals in the Premier League just two seasons ago. So to get him in League One's surely massive, isn't it?
3: Definitely. I mean, yes, he is getting his age and all that, but having him in League One with experience he's had all over the years will be very handy indeed. Especially, I think, believe now Collins gone, and he would be a good replacement indeed. Mm,
2: yeah, I agree with you. And yeah, we we sort of needed players to replace the likes of Kaz and Richards, didn't we? It was, it was very clearly off somewhere else who knows where he'll go um and you you think about the player we're sort of bringing in is he a proven goal scorer probably not actually he's not really ever scored masses of goals wherever he's been but will he bring something to the team definitely you know with the likes of Barkhausen and Mendes Lang either side of him it's it's definitely an exciting thing Uh, and Casey I guess come to you again A player that's sort of rumoured to join us is James Collins. Those rumours have sort of picked up more and more as as time's gone on. Um, If you've got McGoldrick and Collins, who's your starting number nine?
3: It'd have to be Collins. He's been there in League One before. He's scored all the goals before. He knows what the league is about, how hard it is. So he knows how to to get into that deficit and get in straight in. So I'd choose him over McGoldrick.
5: Oh, that's a big choice, Chris Redwood. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think I would. I, I, actually, I think McGoldrick's going to be one of those experienced League One heads that um, you know you you bring on if you need a bit of magic, or if you're playing one of those teams like I'm not even going to say like, but it's, there are a lot of physical teams in League, um, League One, um, and I think against the likes of Wickham. He's going to be essential. Uh, but I think starting up, you you need someone like Collins. Um, I would definitely agree with with Casey there. Yeah, and and Chris, I'm going to stick
2: with you for a minute. Um, another player that we signed is is Hayden Roberts. Um, he's a centre-back that can play full-back, so it's, it's good that he can play those two positions already. He's left-footed, which is nice. You don't get a lot of left-footed defenders, which is why they're a bit of gold dust. Uh, he played a, a couple of minutes against Bradford, and of course we'll come on to that game shortly. What do you think he'll bring to the team
5: um, i think i think he's, he's he's obviously um having having a left foot having a left-footed centre-back it, a lot of people don't realise how important that is because it does mean that with the um, especially if we're going to carry on playing the style of football we played last season you need a left-footed and a right-footed centre-back it is it is essential but adding Roberts to the likes of Cashin Davison, um James and James Chester. I mean, I think most championship teams would be fairly jealous of having a back four or having four centre-backs of that ilk. Um, But I think Robert's just another one that obviously Rosinia wanted. um, And wherever he plays, if he plays left-back or plays on the left side of a centre-back pairing or even a back three, we don't know where he's going yet, Liam, do we? But I think he's definitely one of, he could prove to be a fantastic loan signing and 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 I hope he does and I think at league 1 he will do very well yeah yeah and I can see we're
2: all nodded in agreement there I think he's the sort of player we've needed for a while he's versatile He's young, he's quick, he's got all the attributes you kind of needs. And yeah, it does sort of open the door. We don't know what sort of football Rossini wants to play yet. You know, we saw kind of snippets of it at the weekend, but we won't really know until the season kicks off. So having players that can play in multiple different roles in different systems is really helpful. Um, And now onto a player that there's been a lot of fanfare about. And I'm coming to you, Tom, because I remember you in a previous episode talking about this player. I'm sure you know who's coming up. Curtis Davis signed his new contract, you know, there was delirium all the way across Derby Twitter, Derby Facebook, Derby Instagram. Everyone was buzzing to have this man on for another year. What was your instant reaction?
4: Uh, Well, it's a swear word for starters, and then the (laughs) word yes afterwards. Um, But it's basically, obviously, we we were waiting for that signature. And I think there's obviously some bits behind the scenes that we don't know about with his longevity at the club and what he's going to do after it becomes you know after he leaves playing and i think in fairness on both sides of the parties in terms of Curtis Davies and the club it was class throughout you know Curtis Davies came out with that quote where you know it gives me goosebumps thinking about it you know i can't can't see myself in another shirt it's my club i'm like yeah basically sign on the dotted line, whatever you want, you know, I'll give him a lift from my house <laughs> to the games. I don't care. He can keep in my spare room, uh, do what you need to do just to get him involved again. Um, I think it's fantastic. You know, it, it's obviously a massive morale boost. Um, similar to what Saud said in a previous episode about uh, Kazim, where, you know, he will put his arm around those players that aren't having the best of games, you know, say Hayden's Hayden Roberts comes in, he's young, he's inexperienced at at our level and probably competitiveness and stuff like that will be there, but he'll, you know, get his arm around those players, say, right, come on, lad, get yourself stuck in, you know, you're better than this, blah, blah, blah. I think it's massive, you know, it's huge, you know, it's probably one of the biggest signings that we've done uh, in this business. So,
2: yeah, I I agree. And, you know, there's a lot said about signings based on their football ability, but, what's forgotten a lot is the impact off the pitch too. And and that's why I think, you know, we, I'll come to Casey in a minute about Richard Stearman because he's another one, isn't he? That people have said, oh, he's huge off the pitch. And having players like Davis and like Stearman that are so good with young players, so good at organising people and getting people to perform the best they can, it's just huge for any football club. So for us to have a couple of players that can do that is is massive. Um and Casey, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll keep carrying on about Curtis Davis, actually, for now. Um, you sort of look at the players that we've got signed on now. You've got Curtis Davis, Aaron Cashin, James Chester, Richard Stearman, and even Hayden Roberts. You know, all, all five players are, are natural centre-halves. If you had to pick uh, a
3: centre-back pairing, who would you choose? That is a very hard one with all the players <laughs> reporting and all that. But I definitely have Curtis in. And I think he, for me, he's got to be captain for this season because he is mm. just a role model, all out, on and off the pitch, everything mm. about him. Like I say, he's Mr. Darby County now. so, But I would carry on with Cashin at the moment, personally. Mm. Got to have that young player that's got the energy too. So, but I'd like to see a bit of chance with Chester, maybe even Roberts as well. So, like I say, he, he's going to be some, some player in the future, Roberts is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you'd really think so. And I think that's why Brighton wanted him to come to us because they know we'll play similar football to the way they want to play. So I think that'll be that'll be a big sort of factor in the reason he's joined. And I guess one of the players that, you know, I, I said we are going to talk about, a player you didn't even mention there is, is Richard Stearman, <laughs> uh, a, a man who, who I guess deputised a lot last season, didn't he? You know, he had that spell where he came in. He did really well, actually. Yeah, um, but most of the time he was on the sidelines, basically acting as a as a second manager. Um, how big do you think his side it'll be for us this season?
3: Well, I feel like he's going to be one of those off the pitch that's going to keep the boost morale and that be like a role model personally. And yes, he's going to be a backup no matter what. And at least having that extra player even on the bench, it's just going to keep helping us in leave one. If we run out a few players that are injured or whatnot, he's going to be there to back up. So yeah, he's a big boost.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And I guess that takes us on to the game at the weekend. How nice is it to be able to talk about football again? We've not, we've not mentioned ownership once. It's, it's been brilliant. <laughs> so to go on to, to Saturday's game, comprehensive two 0 win against, um, I'll be honest, quite a poor looking Bradford side, considering half our players met the week before. I think we we sort of made them we made them look poor I can't really remember a chance that they really created. Um obviously the first goal I'm going to come to you about this Chris. The first goal was was a really well taken finish by some young trialist fullback that we've got called Craig Forsyth if if any of you have heard of him. Um simply put the ball across Forsyth puts it in the back post. Is that a sign of things to come with
5: the uh, Racenier ball? What's Sibley completely fluking it to the back post? <laughs> what a ball! It was, no, it, it, if that if that was planned, which I highly doubt, it, it was brilliant. But that was we've seen Craig Forsyth do that for nearly ten years in 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 a derby shirt. Now ghosting it at the back post. I remember goals against Preston and Birmingham a long time ago where where he's where he's done that. And we're talking about the importance of obviously Davies signing up and Stearman. It looks like I would guess that if he started on Saturday, he he will be signing a new contract, and that's huge. Um, but yeah, I think if we can keep the likes of Sibley, Forsyth, and it, it, yeah, I say it was it was a great goal. And you mentioned how poor Bradford were. I'm surprised with a manager like Mark Hughes. I know it was a friendly, but let's not forget Mark Hughes is still a very good coach. Mm. Uh, uh, he he obviously was um, looking for a little bit more from from uh, the game but that um, no, I think it was a very solid 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 performance um I think most derby fans would have taken a th- um, a, a three 0 loss just knowing that it was a game where we didn't have protests it was just nice to see derby fans again actually enjoying enjoying football so yeah great goal and um, hopefully a sign of things to come yeah.
2: And, and, you know, you said it there, Chris. The fact that we could just go to the football and enjoy it again was great. I mean, I, I unfortunately couldn't watch it. I was streaming it on my phone at the airport. Um, but even from that, you could hear the atmosphere and you could hear the Derby fans all game long. And you could just see what it means to people. I mean, it's first pre-season friendly back. You know, it's, it's early July and you've got nearly 2,000 Derby fans turning up. Uh, uh, basically a nothing friendly where the manager's trying out players for the first time and, and it was just amazing and I think the Bradford fans were big fans of it as well I think we've seen it a lot on, on social media which I think we can be grateful for um, but on to the second goal uh, Tom I'll come to you with this one we saw a little bit of magic from a man who's very, 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 very strong. I think I've never seen a man look as as strong as as Nathaniel Mendes lang um, If I saw him in an alley, I think I'd probably run away. Um, I, <laughs> he's he, When he's got the ball, no one seems to be able to get it off him. He runs down the wing, he beats players easily, he puts balls across the box. Maybe we're being a little bit premature when we've only seen him play for 45 minutes, but he puts the ball across. It comes out to Barkhouse and sort of scuffs the first shot. Keeper saves it and then he puts a looping—I don't even know if you describe it as a looping shot—into the top corner. Takes a couple of bounces, deflections. Hits everything it can on the way in. I mean, what were you thinking when you watched that goal?
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a, a very much uh, it hit everything but the kitchen sink on the way through um and did whatever a ball wanted to do at the time it was uh, interesting to see um I think I think those sorts of goals are going to come to us a bit more often than we think in League One. And uh, thankfully, we've got somebody on the other end to actually finish it rather than, you know, scuff it and put it wide Mm. or or whatever. So I think think those goals will come to us. And like you say, the build-up with Mendes Lang, Christ, his shoulders are like double me and I'm quite broad. (laughs) You know, he is a big lad. So he's going to be a, a really big contender for those physical games that were mentioned before. So... Yeah, tip top. I think, uh, yeah, long, long may that look continue, I suppose.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've just got to hope that, you know, we've got players now that will gamble on those sorts of chances. And that's been our problem, isn't it? I think if we had a striker last season that could pounce on those little half chances and, and put it in the back of the net, we'd probably have stayed up. So I, I think it will be definitely huge. And I think you're right. I think we'll see a, a couple more of those goal mouth. 20 deflection sort of goals in the uh, in the season to come. And that takes us to a, another trialist who, well, not another trialist, but a trialist who played on, on the same side. Um, I'm probably going to butcher his name. So sorry if you're listening. Um, Kwaku Aduro, maybe that's how it's said. <laughs> I, it's, thanks, Chris. Thank you for the applause. Um, <laughs> I have no idea how you say it. However, what I did know is that he had a very, very strong game at right back. And he really impressed me. Obviously, we're losing the likes of Nathan Byrne. Um, the less said about that situation, the better. Um, and he's come in. He used to play for Man City. You can tell. He's rapid. He can put a tackle in. He's comfortable on the ball. He goes inside and outside. And, and Casey, sort of watching
3: him, uh, what were your thoughts? What did you think? It a great impression, first game for him on the trial, of course. And... I really liked him going forward, especially. And he was really good coming back with speed and effort. And I I've had no really complaints about him to be fair. So if he carries on like that, I I have to see have to see why not if you have contention to start the first game of the season in fairness. Mm.
2: No, I think you're right as well. And and you know, Liam Rossini has come out I can't remember if it's today or yesterday, and said that he wants to sign him for the for the season, which is a, a good sign. And hopefully no other teams have have spotted him yet. So hopefully he's uh, he might be the next man through the door. Um, but again, Casey, um, does it worry you a little bit that you know we're only a few weeks away from the season and currently we have no fullbacks signed on?
3: I'm not particularly worried. After the whole takeover, so I knew it was going to be okay personally. And like I say, we've got a couple more friendlies coming up. I'm sure there's going to be more trialists coming in in and out. So Rossini is going to know what he's going to do. What's the plans ahead? And um, I've got no worries at all.
2: Good man, that is what we like to hear, total confidence, so it really gets that DC United job soon and we can uh, get residia through the door permanently and, and take that nice compensation money whilst we're at it. <laughs> um, so yeah, just to talk about I guess the rest of the game, so there were a couple of try lists that we had, um, obviously I, I like how in my list here I've written for Scythe, um, so uh, we've already spoken about Aduro. We also had three other trialists uh, and, and the first one I want to come to is a, a lad called Ryan Glover who played on the left wing he's just been released from Bournemouth he had quite pretty destructive surgery uh, it was it was described to me um not long ago. Uh, I'll come to you with this Chris. Um
5: Ryan Glover what did you make of him? Well as you know say so I've known him for a while. Uh, <laughs> He he really impressed, and I wasn't expecting. I, I must admit, I wasn't I wasn't expecting him to be as good as he was in his um, in his first in his first game. And I still think of him as you know really really young, which which he is, but twenty one now. You know he wants to start making he wants to start making a career for himself, and he's definitely got. The talent you say you said he um 18 months ago he ruptured his ACL um and it was not looking good for him um but yeah he needs to build a career for himself and I can't think of any of of anywhere better he might not be a first team regular starter I'm thinking more he'll come up through the the, through the ranks maybe if um we can get Darren Russell hold of him um I think he'll be Really good, but no, a really positive start, and he looked hungry, um, which is exactly what we want. Those are the sort of players we want trialists who want to come and play for us. So Mm. keep on going, Ryan is all I (laughs) say. Yeah, good, good words there, good words, and I think
2: that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we talked about Barkhouse and. You know he's probably going to play on the left a lot of the time. We've spoken about Mendes Lang on the right, but of course a squad isn't just your first eleven, and you need players that could come off the bench and make an impact. And if if Glover's got that hunger and he's got that desire and he's he's willing to, you know, put that in every single game off the bench, he, he could be massive for us. And you know that run down the line, sort of near the end, where he he just jogged past the defender with ease. And if not for a great block, would probably have got his name on the score sheet. So, yeah, I think I think it looked really promising, and it was it was good to see a player come in that's exciting. You know, he's he's a bit of an unknown. Obviously, you've known him a while, but to the majority of the fan base, he's he's brand new. So it's nice for a sort of unknown name to come in and and make a decent impact. And I guess sort of talking about a trialist who is probably a little bit more known, uh, Tom Kevin McDonald. It was a strange one. I don't think many people expected it. He just appeared in centre mid in the second half, made things tick. He obviously had um, a transplant. I think it was a a liver transplant. I can't remember what it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, A couple of years ago, took time out of football, played a few games for Dundee United last season. Do you think he could be a man that could come in and, and really make a difference?
4: Yeah, potentially. I think uh, this is another experienced head, and I know a lot of fans of other teams at the minute are calling us a bit of a retirement home. But um, <laughs> less said, the better about that. I think uh, the pedigree that we've we've been signing has, has been fairly really high. It might be another job of you know Kevin McDonald coming in as as a bit of a holding midfielder, which is what he obviously appears to play. Um, I don't think it'll uplift many trees it's just more of a case of you know a lot of people probably look at it as a rebuild so I think that's probably realistically what he's going to do it's going to be a good guy to just pop in when we need the cover um if we manage wildly to keep hold of or uh, anybody else in that holding role like Max Bird obviously he's still there at the minute which is great um but yeah I think it's just one of those nice like Squad building signs. Uh, you know, he, he could come in and have a barnstormer, but we don't know this. <laughs> like, it, it's so unheard of. It's you know, he didn't play very often uh, last season, but I think uh, I think it could be a good opportunity for him. You know, similar to the other people that we've had on trial. So, yeah,
2: yeah and I, I think the fact that he's on trial and hasn't signed straight away is another sort of sign that you know maybe he's he's one that we're sort of casting our eye over because you know you mentioned there we've got a lot of midfield quality. Even if Bellick departs, we've we've still got you know Bird. If Knight departs, Birds, Thompson, Horan, you know you'd you'd happily take any of them in in your team. And I guess that takes us to a little bit of a transfer rumor as well. Dale Stevens is another one who's been mentioned, and now he really is a holding midfielder. Um, you know he he was massive for for Brighton a couple of years ago, and Tom, when you saw his name. Was your reaction similar to Kevin McDonald, or was there a, maybe
4: a little bit more excitement? I'd probably say a little bit more excitement. <laughs> uh, you've gone from a guy who's been on the surgery table uh, for the majority of uh, the past two, three years, bless him. And uh, you've got somebody who's actually played a little bit more regularly. So, uh, yeah, definitely a, a bit more, a bit more umph behind that uh, mm. kind of murmur. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that would pan out uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, League One's. Brilliant, uh, brilliant <laughs> signing for him to come down to there, especially. It's insane. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, blown away by the recruitment, by the fact that we've got nobody in recruitment. <laughs> I don't get how we're managing to do it. So, uh, fair play.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, and and Chris. Yeah, my my fear with Stevens. I mean, he obviously would be a great signing, but my fear, if we're looking at players like that, it would suggest that Belic and Knight and possibly Bird um we're looking at losing two out of those three but his experience jesus yeah i'll take that in a take that in a heartbeat and just as long as it isn't bird You goes i think i'll take him yeah i was gonna say that was gonna be my next question it was gonna
2: be out of the three which two would you let go and i, I think i would be with you i think you know max max bird i'm a big fan of max bird everyone who knows me knows that he's the way he controls games is great and he's got a lot going forwards that I think he doesn't get to use enough. So if we brought in the likes of Dale Stevens, it sort of opens up her hand who we haven't even seen play for us yet. Hurrahan and birds to sort of do things, go forward, attack things, and, and be a little bit more aggressive. So yeah, I think you're right. I think that's that's they're the people that I'd want to want to keep. And I guess that leads us on to our final try list. Uh, just as one Rooney departs, another arrives. Uh Casey, what what did you think of Jake Rudy in, in the second half?
3: I'm not gonna lie, I've never heard of him before, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't play too bad in the second half. I don't think he had his opportunities as much, but like I say, there was a lot of youngsters in the trialists in the squad in the second half, so there was a lot of um, mix-ups and all that compared to the first half. So mm. I think if he carries on like he does and he's obviously a good player, I think he'd be a good player for the academy, of course. And, you know, who knows? His future ahead for Derby. So, yeah. he's got a good chance.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's important to remember that not every signing is going to be first team. And, you know, having an 18-year-old lad comes from Burnley, he's, he's you know, he, he didn't look out of place, did he, in that team? And he he dealt with Bradford pretty comfortably. I know we've spoken about how disappointing they were um but he dealt with them comfortably and he did all right um especially when you know young harrison Folks ended up in goal as well so yeah he's 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 done a good job there and and let's see let's see what the future brings with him and yeah i guess lads we, we we're coming to the end now we've we've had about 300 things to talk about so fair play to all of you for for powering through it um we've got another game on saturday against Hertha Berlin. Uh obviously a slightly better side than Bradford. I'd say only marginally, but it, it's it's pretty close. I don't know what sort of team they'll play. I don't know what sort of team we'll play. I don't know whether we'll play two elevens again. I have a feeling that this one might be a little bit more looking at the first team and and maybe blooding a few younger players out there. Um Tom, her to Berlin, tough test.
4: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, just a smidge. Uh, I, I don't know much about the team, to be fair. I've heard heard the Berlin. Um I'll pronounce it horribly tragically <laughs> another time on the way through. But yeah, I think uh, obviously when the fixtures came out of the pre-season, I was pleasantly surprised to see that name on there. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that all pans out. Um, I think it might go it depends i don't know with pre-season you might correct me if i'm wrong here um likewise with the other guys is it a case of that they agree to do two elevens uh per half in terms of like a gentleman's agreement or is it more of a case of you turn up you do what you please
2: i think it's a you turn up you do what you want isn't it um yeah. I, I think, obviously, a lot of teams don't even have the depth for it. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it could be a thing, but I'd be very surprised if, you know, Hertha came all the way over here and then, and then you know, played half a game. I'm just looking here through their previous results. So they uh, got a small 7-0 win against Maccabi Berlin, who don't even have a picture on the FOTMOB app. So they must be good. Uh, <laughs> and they've also beaten Energy Cottbus 5-1. And they are in... It just says Germany. Ah, oh, they're in the, the re, they're in the third division of German football. So maybe the same as us. Who knows? So, you know, they're they're a tough team. They've got some decent players. Having to scroll through, they've got the likes of, you know, Dedrick Boyata, who's obviously a Belgium international, Plattenhart, who's I I remember him playing for Germany, Kevin Prince Boatang, who will be a very interesting one to watch if he plays uh and the likes of Stefan Jovetic up front and Christoph Piatek as well. I didn't know he played for them. Okay, this might be a bit more scary. <laughs> um so yeah they've got they've got some decent players. So it's gonna be a real tough test. And I think it'll be really good for the younger lads as well to to get a game against, you know, some real, real top players. So that's yeah, that's how I I guess the last question is and and I'll start with Casey.
3: Um score predictions? Um, I, I'd happily take a draw in fairness, but I'd love to win. I, I'm mm. going to go for, I'm going to say a 2-2 draw. Ooh. Because, like I say, I think River Berlin are still a top team, but they did just survive the Bundesliga staying up at the end of the season. So I think, I think all juice, uh, it's going to be a mix again. So I think it's going to
2: be 2-2. Uh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Chris?
5: Uh, Frankly, they don't really matter, do they? I think there's, there's going to be, and um, we'll talk about different starting levels Both, but ha- both they have. do matter, Chris. They do. Uh, <laughs> as long as we get a clean sheet, I'm happy. But I think there'll be a mix in each half of um, experience and, and 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 youngsters. And it's the first. I know it's not a proper game, but the first game at Pride Park under the new era. Mm. So probably be about ten, fifteen thousand fans there. I'll go four nil derby. Four
2: nil derby. <laughs> Go on
5: <laughs> who's scoring you four? uh let's go for who two, I reckon if we get Collins in, he'll score one and then McGoldrick M- 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 to to bulldozer one in at one at 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 at, at the end. Yeah, four now easy.
2: <laughs> I said I, I'd be happy with Caseys I think I'd be even happier with yours, Chris, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and finally on to you, Tom.
4: Uh, I, I'm not leaning towards 4-0. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> I love the, uh, the enthusiasm and I'd love to see the odds on it as well. But um, it, I, I reckon it, it's likely to be like a 2-2 draw. I reckon that's a fairly good odds. You know, we're both in pre-season. So why not, you know, a couple of goals, either side of it. Uh, yeah. Just see how it rolls on Saturday, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. And, Personally, I think I think it'll be a, a tight game. Um, watch us all be wrong and us lose like twelve nil. But I re- I reckon it'll be a tight game. Um, I, I reckon Erin Cash going to hit one in off his head into the top corner, ninety eighth minute, and uh, yeah, send us zone feeling happy. So yeah, I'm going to go one nil derby, and and let's hope that all of us are right because I think a draw would be pretty good too. So yeah, lads, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure it's nice to talk about all things football obviously Jamie hosted last week when things started getting good and it's nice to nice to talk about good stuff for once so yeah thank you very much and uh, if you enjoyed the podcast please do follow follow us on Twitter um, we don't really have any other social media and and follow us on Spotify whatever you listen on and and yeah keep up with the podcast and hope you all enjoy it so
0: lads thank you so much for coming on cheers for having us Jake thanks thank you.